listening to the Ed Reach Network. Ed Gamer, episode 56 on Ed Reach. Games and Learning and Society Conference. Two Crazy Nights in Madison. This is Ed Gamer for Saturday, June 16, 2012. Jerry, yep. is it Games and Learning and Society, or what, what is it? It's, it's Games plus Learning plus Society Conference. Not a math problem. It's GLS. Let's just go GLS. Okay, GLS, Two Crazy Nights in Madison. Very good. It was only one crazy guy. It wasn't two crazy guys. <laughs> Do you know the Saturday Night Live? One plus two plus one. You don't know Saturday Night Live. Wait, the dancing guys? Two wild and crazy guys. <laughs> okay, Ed Gamer's part of EdReach Network, edreach.us, giving education a voice. A plus big plus voice. <laughs> this show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We'll give you the education angle on any type of games, ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We will discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach. And I'm Jerry. And Jerry, yep. tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is Jerry James. I'm a visual arts teacher in Schaumburg, Illinois, and I only have half a brain left. Half a brain? Half a brain. Yes, the GLS took the other half. So if you only had half a brain to start off with, and you subtracted half a brain. Is this one of those questions like if a tree falls in the woods and no one's around? <laughs> Something like that. My name is Zach Gilbert, and I, Zach Gilbert, and I'm your host. I'm a sixth grade social studies and language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. Well, we have a couple things to explain, don't we, Jerry? We do. We do. Number one, uh, we are we apologize that we did not do a show last week. Uh, Jerry was. Um, we won't even describe how ill he was. I was uh, sick. He was sick, and. Um, <laughs> What's kind of funny is that both of our problems related to bathrooms. Yeah, yeah. And leaking. So, uh, yeah, mine related to a bathroom flooding and overnight and spilling into the next level on the main floor through the ceiling. So those two things, uh, yeah, those toilet problems. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, then that's why we did not do a show last week. So we apologize for that. And because of my toilet problems, Jerry's got Jerry got over his yeah. more quickly than I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had drying dehumidifiers and fans uh, through the house, which was oh. Oh, those are nice and quiet. And it's it's dry now at least, right? It's dry now. It's okay. dry now. But because of that, I had to cancel my trip to Madison to the Games and Learning Society conference, GLS, as we'll probably we'll just call it that because. Mm-hmm. It's just so much easier uh, to say. But the GLS conference and Jerry was a trooper. Mm-hmm. I know it was rough for you. You know, it's hard to venture out alone, especially into a big, scary city like Edison. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Big, <laughs> scary. No, um, it's one of my favorite places on Earth, right behind Seattle. So um, actually, it could be in front. I don't. It, it's a hard they're kind of similar but um it's it's a great place phenomenal so uh it was not hard to convince myself to drive up there alone but i did miss you buddy i'm sure you did actually one of the reasons i miss you the most is because there was so much at this conference i used somebody else to uh be running around and collecting info yeah yeah so i'd just be a uh underling yeah yeah you know somebody that i could just 
send off to do my biddings. You know, fetch right. me a brat and a beer. You know, like yes, like that. Yes. Um. Yeah. So I was very Jerry was actually very nice because he was texting me through this whole time that he was there. In fact, it's still going on today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so he was texting me and he was very nice about it because he didn't make it sound like it was. He made it sound good, but not that good. And now, so we talked this morning, and it ended up ended up being what Jerry? Um, it's the best conference I've ever been to, <laughs> ever, hands down. I yeah. mean, it's like it was it was great. It was like a giant vacation resort of a conference. It was fantastic. It was in this like really classical building instead of a giant conference hall. I don't know if you're familiar with Memorial Union. It's it's like a you know, it's on the lake, so like most of the time there's there's people outside, public outside and all these sailboats going by and it's Wisconsin, people are enjoying beverages and fried pieces of meat very early morning which is fantastic or grilled pieces of meat i should say um fried everything all kinds of cheese um the food at this conference and i had heard this before the conference like you had to i was a little skeptical i was like okay how good can the conference food be i don't know if the people at gls have ever heard of conference food but it's supposed (laughs) to be like a couple of crackers, some stale chips from like three years ago, and then a chicken-shaped heart, you know, heart-shaped chicken breast that tastes like soap. That's conference food. Yeah. This was insane. It was like things and appetizers and like prime rib and open bar, and it, it was amazing. It was like it was the greatest conference of all time. Okay, so it wasn't just about food, though, Jerry. No, of course not. Um, there was actually much, um, much interesting, much in- much interesting, much interesting conversation, dialogue. Mucho, mucho is it, you know Spanish. Mucho, mucho. interesante. <laughs> um, no, the sessions were were like, I mean, the the time that this conference took was amazing as well because it was like i think wednesday i spent a good 12 13 hours at the conference and you know they fed me um they did everything except give me a place to sleep which was which pretty amazing um yeah well you were there on tuesday too and that was that was that's a little different than uh the you know wednesday thursday and friday yeah, and I, I took a lot from Tuesday. So Tuesday is called uh, the GLSES, which is their educator symposium. Um, and it was about, a, I would say, about a fifth of the population there on um, on Tuesday. Maybe about 100. I, I don't know. I, this is just an estimate. And it's hard because um, if you know anything about Memorial Union, it's over like four floors. You know, and there's like two rooms on each floor. So you're kind of dodging in and out. It's hard to get a real good grasp of how many people were there and how many people were there for the conference. Right. Besides name tags. But, um, I mean, it, it seemed like there was a good 150, 200 people or something for the educator symposium. And then the next two days were just packed. Like if you didn't, if you didn't get into a, you know, a room early to see, see a session, you were going to stand in the back or outside of the room. There yeah. were a few that I missed cause I couldn't even get in the room, oh, which man. is cool. I mean, that, it's good. Yeah. Definitely. Well, it, it, okay. So the whole purpose of this conference, uh, what would you say the whole? Pr- I mean, explain to people that have never heard of GLS before. Okay. So um, 
if you hit up the website, which we have linked, um, there's two. There's the Games Learning Society blog, which is kind of their, you know, ongoing research and stuff like that towards us. And that group is made up of um, several people, but one repeat Ed Gamer guest, which is... Huh? Our repeat Ed Gamer guest that we constantly have on, the doctor himself. Oh, oh Dr. Jim. Yes. Dr. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> um, and then hopefully um, some of our future guests, um, Dr. Kurt Squire, so also from UW-Madison. And um, one of the nicest people I met at the conference, Crystal Martin. She did a fantastic job. Zach, I know you had some contact with Crystal too, right? Yeah. No, she was very helpful in you know, setting up my plans to go up to Wisconsin, which I never got up there. But she was wonderful. Yeah. And I'm glad. See, aren't, aren't you glad I told you? Because you were texting me saying, hey, I got a choice between this one. And I saw, well, Crystal, you got to go see Crystal's. Yeah. And aren't you glad you did? I did because I ended up, you know, writing a, a big review. She had a great um, a great session in there. And I think she said she was working on some of her, uh, you know, like her dissertation stuff for even like in the next coming weeks. So she's got a... Um, a lot ahead of her, and uh, she did an awesome job. And then so um, Eric Zimmerman, another person, an independent game designer, and we've got links of all these people um, on the site or in the review, which you'll find. Yeah, and the review hopefully will go up. Now, we're recording Friday, so uh-huh. the review should go up today. The yep. podcast will go up Saturday. That's right. Yep. So, um, you know, these people came together. They created a conference that focused on games and learning and I really cannot describe to you how diverse the population of the conference was. Uh, as I give sat me, down, give me an example. Okay, as I sat down and met people, um, the first night that I was there, I met um, an undergraduate student from Toronto. I met um, a uh, a graduate student from Toronto. Actually, both, ironically. Um, now, which, which now are they at the University of? Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's kind of cool is that one of the people I follow on Twitter and we've kind of missed contact, you know, or schedule wise, but Sarah Grimes. Okay. Remember that name. Absolutely. Toronto. So she actually teaches there. So I'm guessing these probably students of hers. That's what it was, because I had a conversation. I was like, I know we've talked to somebody in Toronto and we were going back and forth trying to figure things out. So, um, okay, so educators um, from all areas of the country, MIT was well represented, um, Arizona State. Uh, Florida State. Um, so that's uh, a new one because that's you know. yeah. Um, Toronto, uh, all kinds of areas, and then companies. Um, companies were sending, and this is kind of impressive. Companies were sending a lot of people to do research. Um, a lot of the people that I ran into were not there for giving out products or giving you know giving away things because it wasn't really that type of a conference. It was more of people coming together to talk about things. Um, so it was kind of a unconference. It was an unconference. It felt, it did not feel like a conference. I, like it really felt if you took an all-inclusive resort and crammed it together with a conference, <laughs> like that's what. So sandals. Yeah. And it was in Madison. sandals goes education in Madison, <laughs> in Wisconsin. Gotcha. That's goes Midwestern. That's what it was. It was like, it was, it was great because it, there was, um, Everybody was relaxed. Everyone was incredibly nice. You know, it was kind of informal. There was a lot of shorts and T-shirts, you know, as opposed to buttoned up, classy type stuff. But I did see some – I was perusing through the pictures, you know, 
from home. Um, but, you know, seeing shirts and ties and stuff. And then, yeah, I saw people in T-shirts and, it and was, all different types of stuff. It was pretty easy to identify people quite easily because a lot of the corporate people came in, <laughs> in shirt and ties, and ties as yeah. would for most conferences. And then, um, you know, a lot of students came in in student garb, if you will. But, you know, I was interested at the, at the number of uh, places that are sending representatives to to search this out, you know, whether they're educational firms, whether they're learning firms. Um, I met a guy uh, that works for something called like the Factor Tree, which is like trying to implement gaming into math. Um, you know, I, were they I, testing out? Were they? So it's one of those things. Okay, we go to GLS. We know the gaming geek teachers and you know education world is there. Yeah. Let's take our game there and see what they think. I think it's that, and it's also let's get a hold on how fast this is moving. Like, is this? Because and 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 I will put out there. I think there are some on the wrong side of the issue. There are some that are hoping, and this is something I addressed in that. The article, it, there are some that, that are hoping this is the the Superman, you know, epidemic. The Like, is this the, is this it? Is this, is this the golden kids learn? The golden you know? ticket. Right. And, um, and I think most people there that were academically entrenched in, in gaming and education would disagree with that. Um, well, what was one of <laughs> – this will throw a loop, but I think we both agree. What was one of the comments made? So one of one of the overwhelming comments is something that we've kind of talked about, which is um, education. Oh, are you talking about the I, what I, it's okay. done most disservice? I, yeah, um, that education has done the biggest disservice to gaming in the last ten years. You know, yeah. that has like ruined a part of gaming because of the 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 giant field that has been created of of edutainment. And uh, I had conversations with a couple people that first night that had never heard that term before, edutainment or... Um, Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Or and, and these were people from, like, companies and stuff. Uh, uh, okay, sorry. Yeah, well, and that's kind of why. It's because, like, well, it's kind of the slang term that we refer to <laughs> Yeah. the products of, you know, those companies. That So what's the reason – what was the reason given? I mean – for what? Why education has done a disservice to the gaming industry? Um, that was something that, that that I saw tweeted out, but I can give you my impression of why. Okay. And um, I think it's just because it's taken out. When you create a game, you start on one of two ends. You if it's if it's an educational game, then you start with educational concepts and you try to pack the fun in the back end and fun or engagement which is a and, whole nother and, conversation and what is J and jim g calls that the chocolate covered broccoli. broccoli right um and then obviously you have games that are entertainment based that have that never had a desire to be educational you know they were commercially commercially set to be entertainment um and people find educational aspects in them and I think that's where a lot of people want to go with this conference. Maybe that's because that's where I want to go. Well, and didn't Jim G talked about? And I, I'm going to get the, I'm going to botch this term, but like a double, double entry business model, where you can get a common good out of it for society and be able to make right. money off of it. Right. And I think part of that is, 
And this is what we were talking about. This is why you can't look for the one thing that's going to suit everybody. You have to instead accept gaming as a tool and you have to accept it as something that's good for some people. And then you have to highlight the good things that games already do. Instead of trying to figure out how to use Diablo 3 in your classroom, you have to understand um, the good things that Portal 2 does for your classroom. You know what I mean? Like Right. So, I mean, qualities. the two articles... I guess two articles that I use a lot is one from uh, Jim G talks about it's like 13 or 14 things that games do, mm-hmm. you know, the instant grat, you know, instant assessment, you know, there, there's so much to it. And then Jane McGonigal, her four steps. So there's rules uh, that you need to follow and, and, and so on and so forth. So you take those ideas, mm-hmm. all, all these great things that games can do. And when you put an education stamp on it or you create a game using education as the motivation then you remove a lot of those important things that games can be used to teach right. and learn from. So, for instance, um, okay, so I'm coming back to Crystal again. When I was listening to Crystal's presentation, she was talking about crap detection, and which I thought was just a great title anyway. So the title of her presentation was Crap Detection and Information Literacy uh, in the Online Affinity Space of World of Warcraft. Um, and so crab detection is actually a, a Hemingway quote or yeah. something that he brought up, you know, I think it was like 1954 or something like that. But it's one of those insanely relevant skills now to our culture, especially when you start talking about um, looking at group knowledge. OK, so when it's not your individual knowledge anymore, when you're talking about like a, like students working together you have to have that sense of crap detection. I'll give you an example. So she talked about in this world of Warcraft, um, Guild, they or the, like this online community, they had um, they were trying to problem solve, and they were looking at the ways that students problem solve. You know, where do they go for help? And and the one that got tossed out the window immediately was the like the old strategy guides. <laughs> <laughs> no one uses those anymore. So instead, they use these online wikis. So okay, if you're going to use an online wiki. And you have all these people. How do you start to determine, you know, what answers are right? Like, what if somebody tells you to do something completely wrong? You know, in that, the the skill that you have to start to analyze people's responses is an important skill that we look at in social gaming. And uh, so she gave some really cool stats that was like. So, so should we teach kids how to play poker? Uh, I mean, is it really the worst idea? No, I mean, I mean it's kind of a good skill to have, you know. I mean, you're bluffing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, one of the things that she talked about that was interesting was like, um, okay, so so they tracked this this online wiki just to see how much, you know, like, um, and they broke it down into a table of like how much was correct. And I hope I'm doing her presentation justice. This is all from memory, <laughs> so um, she'll probably come screaming. But um, no. <laughs> It was like 79%. This doesn't mean 79% of the answers were right. It means that like 79% of all answers were giving some kind of accurate information, you know, or or were helping. And then like the the largest percentage that was not, it was like 4% was not. And like uh, the only other category that, that was seemingly large was like like a griefing 
you know, like, like you, you, and that's because it would be like 20 or 30 messages at a time where, you know, like somebody gets on a roll and then you, you know, start going back and forth with, right. And actually that, that makes complete sense to me because we had in the virtual world, when we had an issue, that's what it was. You know, it worked 70% of the time. It was fantastic. And then the other 20% was, you know, all within like 10 seconds, you know, not a, not an overall thing. It was just like, Oh, these kids are going nuts, having fun with, <laughs> with something. But, um, I, th- I just thought, you know, that's amazing. Cause then you have students like analyzing knowledge and, and looking at that knowledge. And, and it's great that that should be a new type of knowledge. My question that I wanted to ask her is, okay, so how do we start assessing? How do you assess that? But, but here's, here's the biggest, uh, a big part of this. And what I was seeing a lot of tweets, um, you know, if you if you out if you use Twitter out there, you know, just put in GLS eight as a um, as a search, and you'll get all this stuff. But there's a, there was a lot of them that talked about failure, in mm-hmm. which we did one of those um, keynote theaters with Dan on allowing for failure. So how do you know it's crap detection? I mean, sometimes you just have to test it out. It seems logical. It seems like it would work. And then you try it out and find out, no, that doesn't work. You have to be willing to try it Mm -hmm. and fail. And games allow you to do that. Schools, not so much. Yeah. And that, that was the, that was, so crap detection was one of my big takeaways. Assessment was my other huge takeaway because that's, that's just hot topic right now for just about everybody in education. Well, yeah, Common Core and, and, and yeah, and, and testing. And this was one of the things that I think a lot of people didn't link together at the conference, but that I saw go hand in hand because there were there were a lot of there were a lot of things about assessment, and there were a lot of things. There were a couple presentations on why failure is okay and why failure is good and how games do that. And I see the two come together actually because I see yes. I see that. You know, and and I mentioned this in the article. Like sometimes a computer is better at telling you you fail because it takes the human element out of it. You know, what I mean, like I don't care if if the Xbox tells me that I failed that level because I'm just going to try again, right? And I'm going to go on. But if a teacher tells you you fail, you know, and they it, it, and some of some people are good at this. Good teachers are good at this. It it's saying okay, you failed, but here's why, and and this is a step in learning, and this is what we need to do. But there are some teachers that are not good at that. There's some teachers that hand a paper bag and it's like, look, you right. failed. Yeah. You know, and, and what does that do? Bam. You know, stops the line of, well, why do I want to try this anymore? You know, that it it can be. Well, this is a Rick Wormley, and I don't know if Alfie Cohn's in this realm or not, but with Rick Wormley, he talks about that you don't give an assessment. Until they're ready, mm. so yep. it's so the timeline, and that's that's the we're stuck in this model of you've got to get from point A to point B in a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? If my students are ready, that's when I need to give the test. That could be a week later, that could be a week earlier. I could be giving assessments um, to some students. Uh, at different times. Hey, you don't get to boss level until you've completed all the levels to get to the boss. Exactly. And people and kids will get there at different times. Yeah. You know, some people, you know, I I, I play through a game and then, oh, I completed that in 12 hours. I'm like, really? You know, for me, (laughs) I like to take my time. I like to search everything. Yeah. I like to go through everything. I'm I'm not a speed demon when it comes to that. Uh, so it's going to take me longer to complete a task. But I have some that, 
you'd have some people that just rip through it and they're fine and they could be assessed at the end of that 12 hours or whatever it is that's my my giant issue with timed reading tests if i'm if i'm reading for my content for for how i can how i can uh, what's the word i'm looking for comprehension if i'm looking Mm -hmm. for comprehension well then why are you timing it you're not timing me on how fast i can read if you want me to take my time and truly comprehend it Mm -hmm. then why are you timing me on it yep you know that's so that's uh um hmm Let's. What, what fable uh, would represent that? The tortoise and the hare. Yeah. Yeah. Hello? No kidding. Yeah. We we teach things like that, but then <laughs> then we're really good at uh, um, do it right the first being time. Being hypocritical. I mean, well, okay, that's bad. I guess do it right the first time. You know, take your time. At least take your time and reduce the chances of you making a mistake. Sure. I mean, you know, do we want to make mistakes? No, but we know that they will happen. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and it's it's not bad. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, well, you don't want to make so many mistakes that you lose lose your your educational flow. You right. know, right. <laughs> you you make so many mistakes, and then then you're just making mistakes to make mistakes. Right. That's not so. And so, yeah. and especially with games as an assessment tool, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's one of those things. When so, I use. I know I talk about it a lot because it's one that I've used the most often, Civilization. Mm -hmm. So a kid finishes and completes Civilization, wins the game, let's say, uh, you know, takes over, (laughs) takes over the world uh, or gets to the end of it and is, you know, has done the best out of all the civilizations that are there. Then I can sit down at that time and talk to the student and ask them questions to Mm -hmm. see if they understand what's going on. Um, And then have them talk to me about what mistakes did you make? What are the things that you did well? You know, what were some of your guesses? You know, what did you just take a gamble on and you thought it would be good? You know, so I can assess that and I would form a formally uh, formative, use a formative assessment as they're going along with the game. And then a summative at the end of trying to figure out, you know, their knowledge. But it's hard to quantify a lot of that. And I think that's where some people get scared. You know, how do you how do you know, you know, you can't put a number on it? Well, I can assess mastery, you know, strong adequate needs improvement so i can see that but the kids get there at different times i've got some kids that are done much sooner than others and you know what if they get to the end you know one kid could be a few days later and they know the same amount of material and they've both mastered it there's nothing wrong with that yeah they did it at two different times but they've both mastered the material and you you know what it is you're right it is scary to to go into that world of of how exactly do you know those things? But but people are trying it, which is some of the cool stuff. And I yeah. mentioned this in the article is I saw assessment in all kinds of gaming. You know, I saw people use World of Warcraft to assess kids. I saw people use Minecraft to assess elementary school kids. And then I saw people use Math Blaster to assess kids. You know what I mean? It, it's yeah. across the board. It's not just like we're going to use edutainment to assess kids so that everybody can jump on board. You know, it's, it's not just that it's, it's people really going outside. And the, the only thing that really still ties it to being conferency, if if I will, is that there are still some, some awesome ideas coming from um, higher ed and, and, and grants and programs and things like that. And it's really still hard to personalize a lot of this stuff unless you have a serious deep connection to either the game or a program or funding <laughs> you know yeah. we're, we're still working we, 
we don't have time to do the studies as right. you know as K through 12 but educators and you know higher level ed uh, are able to do that at much more I guess easily than than we are it still gives you a little case of what I'll call like the conference Mondays which is like you go back like oh my god I just saw all this amazing stuff and I'm not going to use any of it in what I do <laughs> you know yeah. like like you, you get really excited and this is and this is awesome stuff um, but but this conference more than others um, gave me more hope because I, I see more I see I see less at this conference of um, here's something to do in your classroom. Here's something to do in your classroom because it's so specific. And I see more about the content of, of education, the ideas of education, you know, like, like this is how new people are learning. I see more about that stuff than I do um, the little things to plug in and make your lesson better. So that's what I want. Less teaching and more idea. Right. But the, the biggest problem that we that we see is that adding games uh, into your classroom classroom can be somewhat simple depending on what you're doing but doing it really well at a high level um, it can be very difficult and challenging it's being done from from what I from what I see and this is barring exceptions because obviously I didn't meet everyone at the con- conference obviously I didn't see everything at the conference it's being done incredibly well in a lot of private and a lot of charter mostly where people draw the line between the two is a little bit different, but but mostly in private schools that are being set up for this type of learning, you know, well, there's more flexibility. Yeah. And we've talked to, I talked about with a couple people at the conferences, you know, even, even the grading, the grading concept that, that education wants to reform in itself right now. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you want to truly figure out what A, B, C, and D mean, or if you want to get rid of A, B, C, and D, regardless yes. of what you want to do, <laughs> you can't do any of it until higher education is going to agree to it. Because right now, that's your primary source of getting a lot of students into. I mean, that and the and the, the standardized tests. Well, and you got to prove you, you have to have uh, data Right. To prove that this is this is okay to do. So in, until there are some some big, you know, movements on that end too, we're yeah. kind of but but you know, I mean we're preparing, I guess. It's a good thing. Preparing for yeah. for new ways. There's so much. I mean, there's so much we can talk about. I, I definitely hope that we're able to get um, – you've got a lot of business cards, and it just shows that um, we have to get some business cards. <laughs> you had you – <laughs> yes. had, we had uh, – Dan hooked us up with some T-shirts. Yeah, um, and they were well received. People really good. liked them. Yep. Yeah, I and, sold yours. Uh, thanks. Uh, yeah. And then, um, and I can't pronounce her last name, but Trisha, the designer of that, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, she's she's hearing and, and approves because I'm I get a lot of comments of how cool the the logo is. So it uh, it is awesome. Yeah, I got I got uh, I got some great comments, and you know, I, I get the sense we're wrapping up, and if we are. I just want to say that the other thing about this conference that was amazing is, um, I, I guess I'll call them the big dogs, the people that set it all up, and the, you know, I mean, the, the people that are really leading this field, the Kurt Squires, the Jim G's, um, um, let's make sure that I say her name right, Constance uh, Squire, but her <laughs> name is, wait for it, make sure I say it right, 
Steinkuhler. Okay. Okay. Um, these people are insanely nice and so approachable and so much. Fun. Not, not like clowns, though. No, like okay, because insanely, you know. Oh no, no, no I, like, like, no, re, like, yeah, no. no. <laughs> um, Sorry. No, they they were just so nice. You know, they they'd just be sitting at a table out on the terrace, easy to walk up to, easy to talk to, and we know that from I mean talking to to oh, yeah. online. But their personalities, you know, it's it's just such a different world because these are the people that had, and there were times when. You know, there were 10 people lined up trying to talk to Kurt Squire, and he was just trying to get out of the room. And he <laughs> stood there and talked to each and every person, shook hands, and, uh, you know, how cool is that? Because a lot of these You don't people, always see that. Yeah, these these are the authors and the leaders in that field, and they are more than willing to sit down for this conference. And uh, But and you know what? The common, the common strand is gaming. Yeah. And yeah. most gamers are very easygoing. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, I mean, these aren't, uh, not saying that, you know, those people are old, but they're older. They're not graduate students. They're, you know, they're not fresh out of college. And, you know, there's something about kind of our generation of gamers mm-hmm. that it's just, I don't know, they're just nice people. Yeah. And these are, these are, and that's, that's one other thing I wanted to clarify that I put in the article too, is th- these are not people that... Uh, you know, we talk about a lot of the skepticism of of education and how these people are trying to change education. But these are not like, you know, this is not like the not that there's anything wrong with this, but like the 35 year old dude living in his mom's basement playing Xbox 20 hours a day who's mad because he didn't get through high school. These are insanely well educated people. Why, why do I keep saying insanely? These are these are remarkably is that better? Remarkably well educated people. There were more PhDs in the building than I think. I could count, you know, and uh, more upper tier universities. I mean, we're talking about MIT and huge universities represented. So very well educated people that are in support of using games to help learn, which is awesome. I want to end on this one because I, I love this quote from your article. One of the best and most repeated things I heard from the conference this year was uh, was we need to stop trying to force gaming on all students and teachers uh, and teachers and start appreciate appreciating. You know, I'm going to botch that quote. <laughs> okay, and start appreciating the skills that gaming. Oh my goodness, gives certain students. Yeah, did I botch that enough uh, for you? That's Jerry? okay. That's not too bad. I may have don't, force, don't force it on on. on did I write it clear enough? Right. Yeah, maybe maybe it's your writing. That's it could probably be the writing. Is. Yeah, no, it's uh, it was me reading. <laughs> I wrote this uh, at one thirty last night. So yeah, that's that's not bad. No, it, <sighs> don't force it on on teachers and students. And, and gaming is not for every teacher, and it's not for every student. Right. And it's, I think it's one tool. That says more about. Um, I think it says two things. It, it says interesting things about education and it says interesting things about gaming and what it says about education is we're always trying to find that one thing that's going to solve our problems and make us the world's superpower of education and it says that gaming is gaming is like hey we're here for fun and if you want to use us to learn too that's awesome and uh you know i we need to get out of that concept for education that that there is one thing. Why on earth would there ever be one thing? And I think if you asked any teacher yeah. in the world, you'd be like, well, do your students learn in different ways? Sure they do. Are you giving yeah. them all the same test? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, why? why? You know, that, that doesn't make any sense. Why? Yeah. Why? So 
uh, any shout outs? Uh, too many to give. I have okay. literally 37 new uh, cards that I'm going to go through. All I can say is a shout out to um, Crystal for helping us get there. Jim G to um, both Kurt and Constance, all the amazing people that we met there um, to Dan and everyone yeah, at Reach, at Reach yeah. for helping us get there yep. and for the awesome shirts. To Trisha for the awesome logo, for you for tweeting everything out. Yeah. For my wife for watching the dogs. <laughs> and letting you go. I'm on a, I'm on an award speech. Hold on. Like, yeah. <laughs> Where's the music? <laughs> like, I'd like to thank the man upstairs for giving me this possibility. I'd like to thank the city of Madison for being beautiful. <laughs> and providing brats and beer. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, you know what? It was an amazing experience. And I can't wait till you get to go next year because now yeah, I know I the agree. lay of the land. and. Uh, yeah, it'll make it easier. Yeah. Make it easier. I, have to, I do have to... There were, I was tweeting stuff, so you know some people were thinking I was there because I was tweeting all yes. this stuff out. We had some confusion. They were yes. like, "Dude, yes. just tweet this Ed Gamer." I was like, "I don't. What do you know? What are you talking about? No. no, that's my insane co-host. <laughs> that's my insane co-host. No, uh, Greg Tapo from USA Today. He writes uh, K through 12 education articles for USA Today. Check them out. Wonderful articles out there. Um, Peter, uh, oh goodness, is it Stidwell? Stidwell uh, from Learning Games Network. Sorry, Peter, if I messed that up. Uh, Learning Game Network from MIT. And then this game that I'm hoping to find out a little bit more about. Um, it's not Quandry. It's, I guess it's Quandry. Quandry, yeah. Q, uh, Q-U-A-N-D-A-R-Y. And uh, we'll put, we'll have to put a link out there. But it looks like uh, building a society, um, kind of modern day building a, of a society. So cool looks pretty interesting yeah we're gonna have a ton of great guests to come that's all i can say is that a lot of people are excited to come on the show so yeah wonderful and and what did uh what did constance say uh she how come i I said how come how come i haven't heard of this yet yeah she she loved the logo there you go okay well thank you for listening listening oh my goodness gracious Jerry. Thank you for listening to this week's Ed Gamer Podcast. Please follow us on edreach.us and also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the EdReach Network. Have a great week. Happy belated flag day. Is that today? No, it was yesterday. It was yesterday. I always have my flag up. Good. <laughs> <laughs>